Welcome everybody. Welcome back to the podcast, the Christian Girl Problems podcast. I am so excited for this week. I am joined by a very, very dear friend of mine, Sebile Magongo. Um, she is a powerhouse of note, but you will hear it for yourselves. Um, today we are discussing a topic that is very interesting and to some might actually be very close to your heart and might resonate with you. Um, some meaning people like myself. Um, we're talking about body positivity. And Tekle being a friend of mine, I've always known her as someone who was, who was body positive. Um, even at times, uh, um, I think just through her journey, actually I'm not even preempt, so kind of talk about her journey. Hi, Sibyl. Hello, 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 everybody. How are you, girl? I'm good, Mtana. How are you? I'm good. Okay, so FYI, everyone, Zebile uh, calls everyone Mtwana. So when she says Mtwana, <laughs> just know um, she's talking to me. But I'll also call her Mtwana. But our names, you know, my name is Mandisa Zavala. Her name is Zebile Makong. Towards the end of the show, I'll ask her to give you guys her Instagram handles and all her social media handles so that if you want to get in touch with her, and ask her any personal questions, you can definitely do that. Um, but nonetheless, from here on, you will likely be hearing us refer to each other as Ntwana. As Ntwana. <laughs> definitely Ntwana. Um, you can, we'll share my details at the end and I'm willing to have any conversations um, after, what, after what we talk about today. Thank you. Thank you, Sybil. Um, so Ntwana, look, we've kind of, discussed this this is like the second time we're talking about this because you know we've kind of gone through this before in prepping for this but um i'm sort of interested to find out from you what your thoughts are um and what you think body positivity is um i just want to know if you know my understanding of body positivity is the same from one female to another um can you maybe Mm -hmm. elaborate on your idea or your thought about the word body positivity what exactly does that mean Okay, so yeah, I'm trying to definitely after our conversation, I was like, let me actually get other people's thoughts about this just to get um, Mm -hmm. a general understanding or like a universal understanding of what Mm -hmm. body positivity is. And what from from my readings, what I understand is that it's basically saying everyone should be able to look into the mirror and be able to say, I am beautiful. It doesn't it doesn't have to be what society has deemed to be um, someone who can look in the mirror and say they are beautiful. So it doesn't have to be the silhouette that society has sold to us as beautiful. So body positivity basically means that any child, um, adult, man, woman, big, small, short, disabled, fully body abled, is able to come, is able to stand in a mirror. I think especially when they are alone and be able to say I am beautiful because that's where it starts before you're able to go out into the world and still see yourself as beautiful. So in summary, it's just saying anyone who has a body must look at their body and say they're beautiful. That's basically what being body positive is. Yeah. And and when did you get introduced to the, the even the term and the notion of body positivity? I feel like you know, for my own um, uh, life, just when I look back, I feel like uh, I've always grown up in an environment. And I mean, we were talking about this in, you know, it's almost like 
um, it becomes almost like a, we can call it a black culture thing. I don't know if it's still that way, but surely, definitely when I was growing up, um, someone who was gaining weight was seen as, you know, like an individual that is happy. Um, you yes. know, like you're just like, yes. oh, oh my goodness, you're gaining weight. Like you're, you're getting big, yeah, you're happy. Like you're, you're eating well type of thing. <laughs> and, you know, it's almost like that's how you show the world that you've made it, like by gaining weight. Um, definitely exactly and I think for for a long time um I I definitely looked down on myself because I felt it was also harder for me to articulate uh, my struggles with um or my relationship with food I know I'm getting almost like ahead of our ahead of ourselves but we might as well just kind of jump into it I I sort of was scared to kind of talk about the fact that I'm actually struggling and I'm using food as a means of um, of you know, like protecting myself or a means of shutting down certain emotions because everyone was mm-hmm. reacting to me like, oh, de- you're definitely happy, you're <laughs> like yes. girl, <laughs> living a life because you're just like you're so big type of thing. So when when did the term you know body positivity? I feel like that only came to me when I was older. I mean, post yeah, I mean, it was yes. the So when did you sort of? you know, uh, you know, associate yourself with the term body positivity. Definitely same, Montana. Definitely same. It, it, it got, the word itself um, got introduced to me at a later stage in my life mm. when I was growing up and when I was gaining the weight and I was still, I, I was still like, this is me. I didn't feel like I was being body positive. I was just being myself, you know, mm. I was just um, continuing as the but obviously now to the to the trained mind you understand that what you basic what what I was exuding was what we call um body positivity. But I think the relationship with my body didn't start all as positive, especially mm. when um I'm a big girl, especially when well I'm a big girl now, but I I wasn't always a big girl. So mm. the relationship with my body didn't always start as positive. And I think that's a very that's very important to note because there's there's some there's some people, uh, especially young girls who grow up as big girls, mm-hmm. uh, even at a younger age, and they sort of have to adapt to that, um, being po- being body positive at that age. But I mean, mm-hmm. when we think of ourselves, we weren't really body positive at that age, or mm-hmm. we didn't even understand what that term was. Mm-hmm. So I think same for me, Mtana, definitely at a at a at an older when I was like in varsity, that's definitely when I started realizing, oh, okay, me being positive about the way I look is called being, me liking the way I look is called being body positive. Mm. Then obviously then it's social media that's coming into play. You're now looking at um, girls who are big, they are models. You're like, oh, I can also do that. Girls who are big and they are in uh, music videos, dancing, mm-hmm. um, obviously depending on what, whatever you like, then you start realizing this is what it's called. Mm. But um, I think we'll go into how we got to to where we are now. We'll, we'll go into yeah. that. But yeah. basically, it didn't it didn't always feel like I was being body positive to me. It just felt like if everyone else is confident, why shouldn't I be? Just because yeah. my body is changing, um, that was the understanding that I had that I I'm just gonna love myself as is, and yeah. um, especially coming from the type of childhood that I was coming from, I just decided um, it wasn't even a conscious thing. Tan, I don't think it was something that I sat down mm. with myself and said you're gonna be positive girl you know mm. um, I think maybe after the term then became 
um, a thing, then I wanted to learn more about about it. But for me, it was just a matter of you confident as you are, I'm confident as I am. We are different. Let's go with the flow. Mm-hmm. Can you talk us through, you mentioned that, you know, you didn't start off as a big girl. Um, and I mean, FYI, to anyone who's listening and you don't know us, we are both big girls. Um, <laughs> you know, it goes from, from an age perspective, but also just from a body perspective. Yes. You know, I, I grew up as a big girl. Um, you know, I had my own yeah. journey, which, which, you know, is a story for another day where, you know, I was big. I went on this um, uh, process of losing quite a lot of weight and then having to gain it back. I think a lot of that sort of taught me um, you know, to kind of love my body and in a different way, because I think at the time when I was exercising and everything, it sort of seemed like I loved it more. But the truth is, I was also suppressing certain things that were going on at that particular time. So again, yeah. I think, you know, the things on the outside are not necessarily reflections of what is on the inside. Um, so maybe can you kind of speak to us on that journey? Um, you know, you say you were, you were not always a big girl. What happened? Uh, why were Weren't you always a big girl? It seems like a stupid (laughs) question to ask, but um, yeah. I was about to say, girl, we got to take that up with God. We got to take it up with Jesus. Exactly. Like, why? Why were you born that way? (laughs) Why was I born like this? Okay. Okay. um, I think maybe let's start to when I started now becoming a big big girl. So initially... um, I think you asked me this question yesterday and I was like, girl, and you asked, you asked me like, why you asked, you said, oh, you're actually a bully in primary school. And that actually it, got me thinking, Guti. <laughs> that sounds so wrong. Can I just, <laughs> guys, I've changed. Let's just put it out there that I'm really a changed person. <laughs> okay. Can I, can I please like elaborate? Because now it sounds like I was like, yeah, you were bullying. <laughs> Oh, oh no! <laughs> Please elaborate inside. Look, so so my question. Okay, don't forget the question I just asked. But my question on the bullying okay. was because I've known Tegla for a long time. She's a very very close friend of mine, and one of the things we spoke about, which was years actually of you know after getting to know each other, um, she takes a mm-hmm. while to kind of open up to people. That's what I sort of realized. But she she sort of admitted the fact that, and we were talking about being bullied in high school, and she said, not in high school, in school, and she said she was the bully. So that also came as a shock, because if anyone knows her, she is like such a teddy bear. So it was like, wait, what? So that's why I was saying, look, was the bullying a way of, you know, covering up something? You know, was that a way of suppressing something? So yeah, go, go ahead, I'm done. Okay, so now we're going to start from where it started, right? So growing up, um, I didn't, I I wasn't raised at a young age by my mom and dad. Mm. Um, So I lived with, first I lived with my grandmother, then I lived with my uncle. And in living with my uncle, um, I wasn't, it wasn't a very nice environment, you know. So because I wasn't treated as all the other kids were treated in that house, I think I got my power from being a bully in, in, in primary. That's just started in primary mm-hmm. school. And I was just explaining that in growing with that power in high school, because obviously once you're a bully, people fear you, mm-hmm. you have a squad, you know, literally you walk up to people and they just like scramble, you know, like you have, you sort of get to have that power and you get to be seen. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I went with that into high school, which is when now I actually started gaining the weight. Mm. So in high school, obviously when high school is starting off, I'm also one of the girls, nice silhouette, uh, nice legs, you know, mm. like I'm the girl. And that's when we're obviously we're starting to date um, and all of that. Mm. But then as I'm, as I'm in high school now, I'm now living at home uh, with my mom and dad. So obviously, because they didn't raise me, I think they're just now compensating for obviously all the luxuries that are now available to me. So I'm picking up weights because, guys, everything is at my disposal. Anything I want is literally at my disposal. So I'm picking up the weights, but then I'm realizing, would say actually, I'm losing my stance as as hot girl summer in in high school and i'm just like okay there's there's definitely i know a way to gain power and i've bullied people before so i could actually do the same again Mm -hmm. and in that what i'm what i was basically doing was trying to remove myself from from the crew where i knew i wasn't gonna be at the top of the pyramid Mm -hmm. and i wanted to like reassert myself as now i'm the girl yes i'm big which is even better for my brand because I'm the bully who's big and I know that I'm 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 basically setting myself I'm I'm setting myself apart. But what's actually going on in that time is um I'm I'm just a sad I'm just a sad person. Like I'm saying that I'm coming from an environment where I wasn't treated as all the other kids are being treated in the yard and now I'm just being flooded with anything that I want. But I'm not really solving the emotional issue which is why which is what is actually making me bury myself mm-hmm. in all these luxuries especially which is food mm-hmm. so in 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 that way I'm, I'm now teaching myself that in order for me to cope um i can just eat i can just eat my way out and obviously that continued in high school but when you get to varsity well in, at Rhodes no one really cared man what you were wearing what you look like well maybe what you look like a bit mm. or it also just depend on the type of people that you were with um but I just I just never felt with the people that I was with that I had to look beautiful so I think that's where the bully thing also didn't come into play but the emotional thing the thing of not dealing with emotions and knowing that if I eat food I hide away certain emotion yeah. so it sort of beca- it became my my go-to my my escape, you know how people mm. go to therapy. Some people, mm. they you hear people say, "I'm just gonna run it out. My my mind will be mm. cleared." For me, it was food. Like I was like, "I'll KFC, I'll KFC it out. I'll I'll McDonald's it out. I'll Hashtag. ice cream it out." You know. Oh. <laughs> so that was that 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 was my journey. Yeah. So I think for me, the the bullying part was just a, a shadow. And mm-hmm. what what it was actually masking was the the being big part, which wasn't still the issue. The issue was that you are hurting, but you are not dealing with this emotion, and you are teaching yourself at the same time that the way to deal with emotions is for you to eat. Mm-hmm. You know, so that 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 goes that that's a psychological. But you, I'm imprinting a pattern of behavior mm-hmm. in my mind, which has obviously taken me even up to where we are as the big goals that Manisa says we are the big yeah. goals Manisa says we are today. <laughs> um so that that was basically my journey in China in 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 up to varsity. Mm-hmm. And I think hence is why in well for the first question when you said to me I've always been body positive because I think from high school, remember I'd now asserted myself as 
this girl yes i'm big yes i'm a bully but uh, it's fine that's my brand mm. so now go to varsity i didn't really have to bully anyone but because well maybe from what i felt i just felt that i didn't have to be seen as beautiful mm. and the beauty that i presented was accepted as as a norm well among the people that i was with obviously i was aware that there are pretty girls there's girls who are getting their boyfriends there's girls who are um, you know at the club when we're at the club there's the girls who will be greeted and i'm definitely not one of them mm. um but it th- that didn't bother me as much as it did in high school so the the thing of being happy with the way that i am it could have also been a relief now because i don't have to bully anyone but re- really i'm happy as the way i am and um it was just uh, just love yourself as you are and continue living life you've been living like this um from high school you're now in varsity it's still not an issue so i just i just feel like for me it was just a continuation of of something that had built up when i was still in high school mm-hmm. and and i mean you you spoke about how you know you you'd sort of kfc it out which is like hashtag yeah. let's kfc it out um how did you <laughs> feel <laughs> how did you feel afterwards you know I, like i ask I, I ask you this because i feel like you know a, a big chunk of my life in varsity um when i started to go into my shell um i also yes. was now eating it out um and i think what what sort of helped me um at that time to not go way overboard even though i was very very heavy in fact my heaviest then um was that you know i didn't have the finances to go overboard but ha- had i had it i probably would have been on um you know those those uk channels where the person is now filled <laughs> out literally like it it would have been yeah. that bad but because you know my oh. my, my family didn't have enough i could only afford like mm-hmm. a splurge i mean i could literally the the triple decker pizza i could have that in one night but obviously the feeling <laughs> i feel like people are going to be like yo girl <laughs> like i could i could have all of that pizza and that pizza is a lot but i could have it yeah. but the thing is what i remember about it is it was always painful to finish so it's not like i i'm having it and i'm i'm enjoying it like i'm enjoying it all the mm-hmm. way out yes maybe mm-hmm. the, the the first five slices are great but the next five it's horrible but i'm still eating and i remember the feeling that i would get after was just like like these voices of you deserve death <laughs> like it was like you deserve to die because of what you've done you know i'm interested so, to find, you know, yes. i feel like you know I, i i when i tell these stories now i always you know felt like it was my problems i i hear other people's stories and i feel like oh okay so it wasn't only me that went through that um i'm interested mm-hmm. to find out what your story was so yes you were using you know um all these different meals to cover up certain emotions did you experience that cover up or did it leave you with more longing definitely with more longing and turn um as you're saying that it's a temporary it's a temporary relief um and i think one of the things that you mentioned yesterday was that i was someone who stayed active mm-hmm. so for me that was my that was my at least i'm still going to the gym at least i'm still right. going to swim at least i'm still going to so whenever those voices are coming at me to say girl are you really are you really yeah. serious about what you're doing you really 
feel like you're okay with what you're doing um you just literally ate a whole chocolate like what are you thinking and then that's when i'll be like putting on my gym clothes and quickly go to the gym because then i'll be like yeah i ate a full pizza but look at me now i'm Mm. still i'm still going to the gym so i think i'd always justify it um with that to say i'm still gymming i'm still swimming i'm still na 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 i'm playing netball um i'm I'm working i'm working to wherever and Mm. i'm not like getting a cab to go up well grandson is really small so you can't really get a cab so you literally just walk everywhere and (laughs) so i literally comfort myself to say at least I'm still, at least I'm still, at, but the at least also doesn't, it, it's not, it's, it's, it doesn't satisfy not that voice. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't satisfy that voice. It keeps coming back and saying, what are you doing? What mm. are you doing? Why? Mm. And I think obviously that, that, that could have been an alert to say, girl, go seek, go seek for help. Mm. I just, I just don't know why <laughs> we never thought of actually getting, well, I don't know why <laughs> I never thought of actually going to get help. But mm-hmm. I just justified it like that. So I'd maybe say it's fine. I w- as I know in, for me, especially on Fridays, um, I remember I used to get like a bottle of wine. I'd hide like wine in my, in my, in my fridge, make sure I have wings, make sure I have, um, I don't know what else did I like actually. I think no good at the time. So yeah. that was like, I know Friday after whatever lecture or whatever tutorial, I don't want any. I don't want to see anyone. I don't want to see anything. I'm and, in my room. And that's it. I'm just having. I feel like sorry, Mike. I feel like it must be in in like you have you have to eat it in isolation. Like the, it just feels like <laughs> it's better when you're alone. <laughs> That's so true, Mzana. That um, that is so true. Like, especially when there's people around. Mm. You won't you won't have what whatever you thought, but you won't have it in the same manner yes. or the same quantity that yes. you would have if you were actually alone. Yes. Like you have to be really in private and you have to Mzana, a part of you knows that this is something in right here. Why am I not doing it in front of other people? But there's a part of you that knows that uh, something is going on here that shouldn't be going on. Yeah. But it's just that temporary, that temporary uh, that you get. I don't know how to put it. That yeah, temporary, yeah. that temporary high. Basically, yeah. that's what it is. The temporary high that you get, mm. and you just you just want to hold on to it, and and. It, it lapses in time. It's a temporary yeah. high. It goes away, and you just want. You just keep wanting more. You just yeah. literally keep going for more. Yeah. So, so Donna, from your journey, I think from um, going back to your journey as a child, and now going into a state where you're now, you know, gaining weight. At what point did you realize that you know it was becoming excessive? Like, what point for you uh, did the switch sort of go on to say, okay? Like, I feel like now I'm, you know, I'm, I'm exceeding um, what I should be. Mm, mm, mm. I think, Mtana, um, maybe late varsity, but not, mm. not as much. And I'll say the, the, true, the true switching came, um, maybe we can even say like, what, four or five years ago, maybe right. as a working lady, as a working girl. Yeah. And we're just realizing, man, that I was saying to you yesterday that I, I, I could even feel, or I, could, I could hear my breathing, like mm. I was panting 
and I was literally just sitting down and I could feel my breathing go like I have to literally gasp for air before I can actually breathe properly and then I was just like oh actually this is this is not okay and I think the other thing that had to change was the the lifestyle that I was I think after varsity in China it got worse in 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 in, in because now I obviously had money I could literally mm. buy food at any time that I want. Mm. I was going out with my friends. Um, there was no limitations also in terms of what I could actually get because, I mean, I'm at home. I don't really have responsibilities. I'm earning a salary and mm. I could literally use all that money towards food. I think there was even a time, Tana, yes, I remember there was a time where I was going through my bank statement at one point and I realized that there were like, over like maybe eight days in a row where I was literally just swiping for food like for breakfast lunch maybe it's lunch dinner and then I even come home and still have another meal you know so I think when when my family decided also that guys we actually had to well my dad initially decided he was tired of of feeling the way he used to feel because he was also very big at the time Mm. and he started researching on food to eat, um, healthy stuff to, well, not, not, not necessarily healthy stuff. I think that's just, that's just blank, blanket it, but mainly good food, food that's actually good for your body to put inside your body. Mm-hmm. That's basically what he was, was researching um, and he wanted to find out. And I remember even saying to him, dude, like my breathing is just not normal. Like I'm literally mm-hmm. breathing. I could be sitting down and I'm breathing like, I'm running, which is, mm. and when I'm running, we don't even want to go there. Mm. So I think the switch for me came, Tana. That was that was the point for me to say, "Oh, girl, no, yeah. this is this this isn't it. You have to you have to do something about it." Yeah. And even then, like it hasn't been like a very it hasn't been like a smooth journey. Like it wasn't mm. like, "Oh, realization, perfect." we've realized that we're not okay now and then let's run with it. Yeah. No, it, even, even till today, it's literally still a matter of, uh, it's an up and down, it's an up and down roller coaster. Mm-hmm. But the main thing is you never, you never, you never, you never say to yourself, I'm, I'm not beautiful. You never say to mm-hmm. yourself, I'm not, um, uh, I'm not, I'm not it basically. Mm-hmm. Like the, the main thing is you always go back to the mirror and say, I am beautiful and I'm a work in progress. You know, you'll never be, you'll never be actually like, this is, this is it. I've made it. I've, 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 I've reached the, I've, I've crossed the line. You know, there's always, it's always um, a continuous, a continuous, a continuous cycle that you also go on for yourself. Yeah. And I think that's very important because, uh, you know, I've come across a lot of schools of thoughts on uh, body positivity. And I think one of them um, was that, if you are going to go on a journey where, you know, you want to better yourself in terms from a health perspective now, um, Mm -hmm. where, you know, you actually do want to not even just, let's not even say better yourself. You actually want to lose weight. Then that's a way of you saying you're not positive, you know, on, uh, you're not being body positive. And I think for me personally, just as your friend, um, you know, I I think I might've mentioned it earlier, even, you know, having met you at Rhodes, like I always saw the positivity in you. Like I always felt like I wish I had your confidence because you've always, um, you know, had that thing about you, had that aura about you that, um, you know, this is me. Like this is literally how God has made me and I'm happy with that. And so even in you going through your journey of, you know, trying to trying to be more healthier, I never 
look at that and feel like, oh, she's not positive anymore. There's also still mm-hmm. so much mm-hmm. of an empowerment for that. So I'm interested to hear your thoughts on, you know, what would you say to that, to that thought process to say, you know, yeah, um, you can't say you're body positive if you're, you're trying to lose weight. Oh, definitely, Ntana. Like, um, I was, I was, I was reading on, I was reading the Bible. I was reading on Romans. Baby girl. Um, on Romans twelve, yeah. especially for the question that you just asked me. Yeah. And if we go to one of the on Romans twelve, um, in the beginning, Paul is talking about uh, the Rome, the Romans transforming their minds in, in terms of the way that they're thinking. Yeah. But what he says in verse four is is that. Just as you can, guys, please go through and read the whole chapter. But what it says in verse 4 is that just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body and we, are, and we all belong to each other. And I think, Tana, especially when um, I wanted to start losing weight, I, I also had the same notion to say, oh, are you really still now um, it's after varsity and now I understand what body positivity is mm. well I sort of have an understanding of it because it really is many things um, to a lot of people and I'm now thinking Debbie, if you want to lose weight are you still really a body positive person like I was saying to you that even at home I'm sort of that person that aunts and uncles will say you know my daughter's gaining weight she's not feeling confident can you please talk to her because you someone who's confident in your body mm. we also just wanted to love herself Mm-hmm. But what I'm learning from the from from the scripture is that each the in in the manner that each and every single part of our body has and Paul is not just saying a function, he's saying a special function, right? Mm-hmm. So in order for you to function, there has to be some maintenance that's done. Um, just let's say you're a wheel, you know, if there's a puncture, they go remove it and they patch it up. If you are an engine, you know, there's oil, there's water that goes into that. Mm-hmm. So in me saying I'm now wanting to lose weight, and um, what I'm doing is basically I'm ensuring that. Um, the function that I play in Christ's body is still is still is still I'm I'm playing it to my to my optimal level. Yeah. I'm not sh- I'm not short circuiting myself in the will that the Lord has placed over my life, mm-hmm. which is basically how I've seen it to say we're not only playing just the function, we're playing a special function. Yeah. So imagine now if I need to play, let's, let's make a typical example. We're in church. The typical function is that we have to set up chairs. Mm. If I'm slower, if I'm 10 times slower than what I can actually be, we basically now, we're slowing down the whole, I'm slowing down the whole procession of, of what's supposed to happen. Mm. So for me, that's basically how I saw it. And I said, I'm, I'm still very much body positive. And the thing is, I'm not going to go for a form of size 40 to a size 30 in two days. Mm. It might even take me three years to get to, to mm. get to whatever size where I feel this is actually my optimal functional level. At this level, I will be able to ensure that the special function that I'm supposed to play in Christ's body is actually fulfilled through this body. Yeah. You get what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. for me, that, that's basically the thought process that I went into to say, I'm, 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 I'm loving myself. I'm, I'm loving this body even better by feeding it what will ensure it's functioning at its optimal best. Yeah. Um, I'm loving this body even more by ensuring that um, 
when it has to function, um, it's not slowed down maybe by the fact that I, I can't run for a minute. It's not slowed down maybe for the fact that I can't walk for 10 minutes. Mm. So it's still loving yourself. It's just loving yourself in a different way. And it's just, lo- and you're still looking, the main thing is you're still looking into the mirror and saying, I am beautiful because God would definitely not want any anyone in his in his church to feel that they are not beautiful they are not because he has literally has a special function for each and every single one of us but when you decide to say i'm gonna work on this on on this body you're basically saying i want this thing to be more efficient than what it currently is to ensure that the role that it has to play in the body of christ is fulfilled through that body we all know that christ i say that our bodies are as temples so he lives in us he has to function through us so basically that that's literally all you're doing for us in China, because we're big girls it could literally be going to the gym for for someone who is shy it could be literally saying um for someone who thinks they know you know they're not beautiful enough it could literally maybe be saying i'm gonna go out more so people could literally just see me and get used to me so it's literally yeah. different things for each and every single person. But what God is basically saying is, I've placed something in you and it's my it's your responsibility to ensure that the body that I've given you carries it out. We norms on our people who are in wheelchairs and the motivational speakers. Mm-hmm. You know, we could say the same about them. They could have literally said, I'm not I'm not an able-bodied person. People look at me and think whatever. But they've decided God has placed a special function in me and I need to ensure that I fulfill it to the best of my capabilities. Yeah. And for me, when I decided I'm going to have a change of diet, that's, 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 a, that's what I was trying to achieve, to ensure that whatever that I need to fulfill is fulfillable in the bay. I'm not saying God can't fulfill it when I'm big. He definitely mm. will. <laughs> and it's, but it's my responsibility to ensure that this body is functioning yeah. the way in which God placed it on this earth to function. Yeah, that's good, Madonna. That's good. And I think, you know, I was reading uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, and it's strange because that it also talks about the body. And I found it so interesting that, you know, it talks about how, um, you know, you need to look after your body and that the body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. But on verse yeah. 20, it says, for you are bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. And I thought to myself, sure. that's actually so powerful because literally it's saying, you know, I'm not going to, you know, being body positive is not saying I'm going to wait, um, you know, five months down the line to glorify God when I am size mm-hmm. whatever. In fact, mm-hmm. it's not even about sizes because I feel like that also just distorts the message. It's saying, sure. God, you sure. know, like I, this in my body, I will glorify you and be content mm about it but i will not stop as you said working on myself to make sure that i am my most the best and optimal self so i think that's so powerful um i have one last question for you um and then we can sort of close it off i want to ask you if you had a chance to talk to your younger self what would you say today that girl that you know was using food to cover up her emotions that girl that was bullying people to cover up her emotions what is the message that you would give to her if you had to just speak to her now? Sure, Mtana. First of all, I think I would just hug her and mm-hmm. and say and say that you are enough. You yeah. you are you are valid. Um, yeah. I think I grew up I grew up so many times wanting to prove um, myself. And mostly it, it it could have come out as 
as being someone who's very confident, but it was me also trying to hide some things. So mm-hmm. I think the first thing I do is definitely hug her and say, "You are valid. You are um, you are here for a reason. You are you you are here to fulfill a very special purpose, mm-hmm. and it's not a mistake that you are here." And I think secondly, I would just teach her to talk, Ntana. Mm-hmm. Um, or rather say to her, it's okay to talk, it's okay to be vulnerable, it's okay for the people who love you to know who you really are. Mm-hmm. I think you also said something now that I'm someone who takes a while before I do open up, which is mm-hmm. very true. Mm-hmm. And I think I would teach her to trust the people who are around her and the people who actually love her. Mm-hmm. And just to know, I think the most important thing I would say to her is you are valid. Um, you're not, you're not by chance. You're not, you're not by mistake. It wasn't, it, it, it could, it, maybe my parents could, can say for them, it wasn't planned, but God definitely planned it and he knew what he wanted me to do. There was a purpose that he definitely wanted me to fulfill mm. um, on this earth. And I think that would, that would, that would raise uh, such a, a very, I don't know. Already, I think you, you already saying I was I was confident, but obviously I feel like that's what I exuded, which mm. could have been a very different story mm. on the inside. Mm. I think that would have raised a woman who was confident inside and outside, oh, not just yeah. um, like a, a wall that's showing on the outside. Yeah. But I think the most important thing I would definitely say to her, Tana, is you're valid, you are loved, and you're definitely worth it. You're yeah. definitely worth all the dreams and hopes that. Um, you thought were for everyone else and not for you. You're definitely worth it. Sure. Thank you so much, Tete, for joining us today and sharing your story. I know it takes a lot of courage because, you know, these kind of things, people that know you are going to listen to it. But, you know, I'm a very big believer on, um, you know, your story um, is unfortunately, unfortunately, not no story is unique. You know, it helps yeah. someone else out there. And um, I hope that whoever that is listening to this and, you know, you've recognized that you've got an issue, um, you know, some things that were similar to what we were going through where you're using other Mm. things. It may not just be food. It may be something else that you're using to cover up a pain that you're going through. I hope you take heed of Gregor's message to that younger girl, because in essence, that is the message to you to say you are valid. You are enough. You are loved. And trust the people around you. And um, yeah, like, do you have any last thoughts? I'm interested to know, um, just as you you put your last thoughts on, is food still a drug for you? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, it's it is not a stronger drug okay. <laughs> as it used to be. <laughs> okay. It's still a drug, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's fine. And, uh, Yes, I'm. I'm definitely. I'm definitely working on it. It's. It's still a work in progress, and I think the revelation of understanding the beauty of the body, um, is, is gonna is gonna help me mm. to get to the point where I'm able to say food is no longer food is no longer a drug. Yeah. Um. I think, Tana, as 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 closing thoughts. Um, one of the things that I've realized about about food is that it's a it's a behavioral thing. Well, with any drug, um, whether it be it you are addicted to watching porn, whether you are addicted mm. to 
to alcohol, whether you're addicted to food, whether mm. you're addicted to uh, whatever your addiction, whatever you use to ensure that you do not deal with anything. Mm. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a behavioral thing that you, t- you, you teach yourself every so often. Mm. Whenever you're feeling sad, you, you, watch, you watch porn or you, you masturbate. Yeah. Or whenever you're feeling sad, you go out, you, you, get your, you get your drinks, you ensure that you get drunk whenever. So you're teaching your mind on how to cope and with why i'm saying now that food is not i'm not saying it's totally over for me because there are some instances where i'm also just like oh my word i'm not okay and the first thing that comes to mind is let me just go bake myself something nice Mm. so because now my mind has been used to that sort of chain i mean chain of thought the main thing now is to start and teaching my mind that so whenever i feel like i'm actually not okay and uh, maybe the the one thing i can do is maybe sit down and pray or maybe call a friend and tell mm. them how i'm feeling or mm. maybe you know so it's just re re what's that word i'm looking for adjusting re um, yeah repatting, you know that yes so you basically just have to rewire rewire the mm. way your mind thinks mm. and it takes a while if if you if you don't get it right the first, the second time, the fourth, the fifth time, definitely don't be hard on yourself because the main important thing is that you're trying and the fact that you've acknowledged that there is a problem, you've defeated your first your first hurdle. You've you've definitely went over the first hurdle and you're on to greater things after that. Yeah. Sure. Thank you so much, Trede. May God richly bless you. Before we come out, please can you just tell people how to get a hold of you on on your social platform? <laughs> All right, so I'm on Instagram and on Twitter. On both platforms, I am Gabi underscore Magongo. Um, and you can definitely send a DM, send a message, send a pic, you know, whatever oh, you need to no. get the conversation going. No pics. Oh, I mean, just say, oh, okay, no awkward pictures. <laughs> just yeah, if you anything that you think will get the conversation yeah. going, yeah. I'm on Instagram and on Twitter. Yeah, and if you guys have any questions whatsoever, you know, um, and we find that it's quite a lot of questions, we don't mind doing an Instagram Live or Facebook Live to just answer those questions that you have. So feel free to connect with us as well um, on Instagram at Ladies in Ministry. Um, or you can also contact Tsekle or you can contact myself, which is M-A underscore N-D-I underscore S-A, which is Mondays, so just with a couple of underscores. You can definitely uh, give us a contact. And if you are struggling with something, please do reach out. We've got resources and places that you can go to because we do understand also that sometimes these problems also go beyond um, just you trying to you know, sort it out yourself. There are some issues which are, mm-hmm. are definitely deeper and require you to actually speak to someone else. Um, what we do want to say is as we get out, um, we do believe very much in the power of prayer. Um, I think, you know, one of the reason why, um, you know, one of the, the, the discussions that we, or some of, some of the things that we spoke about, one of the things we were pointing to was scripture and how scripture is navigation for us on how we see ourselves. Um, so yes. definitely we do think that, you know, getting into a prayer group, aligning yourself with, with Christian friends, um, you know, aligning yourself with the church, that definitely goes a long way in ensuring that, you know, all those destructive behaviors you become accountable to someone and that, that also just ends. So have a wonderful week um, and God richly bless you. And remember, that's what we're going to say. We're going to sign out. Like we when we sign out, we say, you are enough. So, okay. So one, two, one, two. <laughs> remember.
you are you are enough <laughs> Okay, bye everyone. Bye. Bye bye.